Hey friend, it's David Nabinski here in Brooklyn. Here at the Portfolio Career Podcast, we help you take ownership of your portfolio career and design the life that you want to live. Today's episode, episode 208, is a little bit different. Uh, This is a book review of The Pathless Path by Paul Millard. Uh, You may remember Paul uh, from episode 186 um, just a couple of months ago where he was talking about the book and the book writing process. Uh, I really love the book, and so I wanted to talk about the book um, and also just kind of give a personal update on some things. You know, so everything is on my side. Everything is going really well. My portfolio career is going really well. I'm seeing a lot of benefits of having diversification, um, not tying myself to to certain things, I'm continuing to publish podcast every single week. You know, a lot of great new energy here in New York City, um, and have been uh, seeing friends, and that's been really great. And so, yeah, the benefits of the portfolio career of, you know, not really tying yourself to one thing, um, creating different things, being consistent, uh, which we'll talk about in in this episode with Paul as well in the book. But I just wanted to give a quick update that, you know, everything with Chief of Staff Network is going really well. Um, We also launched another community called the BizOps Network community um, a couple of months ago. That's been really fun to you know, launch a new community from scratch. Uh, there's a lot of overlap between the two communities. Um, I've been really enjoying myself. So if you're interested in any of those communities, Chief of Staff Network or the BizOps Network community, uh, would love to hear from you. Uh, you can find more information on my website, either at davidnabinsky.com or portfoliocareerpodcast.com. Anyways, okay. So let's dive into Paul's book. So again, it's called The Pathless Path, Imagining a New Story for Work and Life. If you haven't listened to Paul's episode, episode 186, I'll just give a quick overview about Paul and his story and why I really resonated with it. You know, it according to the book, it says, you know, in his early 30s, Paul Millard had everything he thought he wanted, a high paying job, working with CEOs, and a long list of impressive achievements and credentials. Yet instead of feeling fulfilled, he said something was wrong. And The Pathless Path, the book, is his story of leaving the default path and embarking on an uncertain but ultimately more fulfilling path. So the book is not a prescriptive do this, do, don't do that. Um, it's really just really showcases the differences between the default path, uh, which you may think of, you know, one job, working your way up the corporate ladder, or default path of being in a certain relationship, getting married, Getting, having kids in the white picket fence, uh, retiring at a certain age, and you know having a big transition after you retire, all those types of things we've been kind of culture has encouraged us to look at these different scripts and narratives. And Paul really uh, points out historical examples as to why this only recently happened in the last uh, and why this hasn't been around for you know decades and centuries like we may think it has. Um, and really kind of the industrial uh, complex, uh, industrial system after World War II really kind of created this default path. Um, So a lot of really interesting historical examples and tidbits as to, you know, kind of the what's going on in the world of work right now, how it's been going on for a while. Um, Why I think I really resonated with this book was a couple different reasons. One, Paul focused on, uh, he worked in consulting. I worked in finance right out of school and was really trying to focus on that and kind of work really, really hard and thought that that was going to really lead to amazing things for me if I just continued on that path. And so 
that's why the story and the book really kind of deeply resonated with me was because, you know, I really had a finance background um, and thought that that was going to lead to a lot of great things for me. I think for me, my kind of pathless path, and I'll define the pathless path and the default path more, but uh, just to kind of give you an example, uh, for me in 2014, um, I left Washington, D.C. and moved to San Francisco, really kind of not knowing what I was going to do. I was interested in kind of startups, but I'd never worked in a startup. Um, but I really left like a, uh, a well-paying, stable job. Uh, I had a good group of friends. Many of those friends were, you know, getting married, having kids, you know, those kind of default types of things that uh, society has led us to believe is, you know, the things that we should do. And so leaving Washington, D.C., moving to San Francisco in 2014, unreally sure what was going to happen, was actually really thrilling to me and was really um, has led to some really incredible things, um, like starting this podcast, um, like eventually then moving to New York. So uh, and we'll talk about those in more details. But for me, this kind of, you know, I remember when I left Washington, D.C. in 2014 and people were like, what are you doing? Where, why are you doing this? And I had some supporters that were like, this is going to be fun. Uh, you'll figure things out. But it definitely was scary and uncertain. So, but I'm really grateful for that and where I'm at right now. Well, the book is really more about stories and examples and insights and is not really a prescriptive thing. Paul does end the book with a top 10 list for you to think about. And I'm just going to share those top 10 now. Number one, uh, question the default. Number two, reflect. Number three, figure what you have to offer. Number four, pause and disconnect. Number five, go make a friend. In the book, Paul, Paul talks about the importance of finding the others, finding other like-minded people that are you know, on a similar journey as you or exploring different things, ex- experimenting, tinkering, just like yourself. That's been really helpful for me and has happened also through the podcast. I've been able to meet amazing people. Go make something, whether that's you know, a blog post, podcast episode, video, uh, a course, etc. Um, give generously, experiment, commit, and be patient, i.e. play the long game. So those are the top 10. Remember, question the default, reflect, figure what you have to offer, pause and disconnect, go make a friend, find the others, go make something, give generously, experiment, commit, be patient. So um, what I love how in the book, uh, there's some really... I really liked the moments when Paul kind of really defined the default path and really defined the pathless path. Um, I found myself taking a lot of notes when I saw those. And so I thought I would share some of those quotes um, for you here. So one quote is, this was the end result of, of an obsessive focus on getting ahead in my 20s. It's a state familiar to many. Study hard, get good grades, get a good job, then put your head down and keep going indefinitely. This is what I call the default path. Yeah, that's that's how I was um, thinking about things. Another interesting quote was, we like to think that once we make it, quote unquote, uh, we can finally be ourselves. But based on who the companies selected, it was clear that the longer people stayed at their current company, the higher the trade-offs, higher offs they would be what the company wanted. I realized that I didn't want that to happen to me. Um, this really points out the example or the view that like, as you continue to stay in a certain job, a company can kind of mold you to some extent, or you become a function of the company. Um, and you can really kind of adapt and, and kind of blend into the company 
as opposed to kind of being yourself and focusing on what you could do. So it's just the importance of kind of where you spend your time and what you're surrounded by can really shape you. And as I mentioned earlier, to give a little bit of context about how Paul left consulting, he talks about in the book how he ran away and even gave back $24,000 signing bonus and missed out on a $30,000 bonus if he had been able to stick it out for another nine months. He says, I left with the intention to become a freelance consultant, but soon enough, that story started to show its cracks as well. It didn't take me long enough to realize that I'd been on a path that wasn't mined. And to find a new way forward, I would need to step into the unknown. So I know you may be thinking the pathless sounds like it doesn't sound appealing, but the way that Paul frames it, it actually is. You know, pathless, you may think, oh, it's wandering around, I'm lost. But uncertainty and lost and trusting yourself and following your intuition are all kind of different. So one way that Paul defines the pathless path is, the pathless path is an alternative to the default path. It's an embrace of uncertainty and discomfort. It's a call to an adventure in a world that tells us to conform. Another way to look at it is, the pathless path has been my way to release myself from the achievement narrative. Uh, the achievement narrative is, you know, get this promotion, win this award, um, then everything, you'll be happy, you'll be fulfilled, etc. That that I've been unconsciously following. I was able to shift away from a life built on getting ahead and towards one focused on coming alive. Whew. After Paul kind of left consulting and was and, and was kind of beginning this pathless path of his, there's a really good quote in the book that says, without knowing it, I'd embraced a question that would shape my decisions. How do you design a life that doesn't put work first? I mean, think about that. What if work was, you know, the number two, three, four, or five thing on like your priorities? It's been something that I've been kind of thinking about right now. It's as I kind of started initially this 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 episode of like, you know, I, in the past I've had jobs that like all I think about is the job. Um, but these days, like I think about a lot of different things. Think about this podcast. I think about friends. I think about, you know, New York City. I think about, you know, my learning, my growth. What am I creating? And family. And not as much about, oh, I got to update this spreadsheet or I can't wait for, you know, this meeting. Um, that's been a shift for me. I'm not sure if it's just, you know, getting older or whatnot, but it, or maybe it's a way that I've just designed my life um, through this Portfolio Career podcast and the and the the decisions and the, you know, the pathless path that I've been following. Paul points out a really interesting part about you can't be what you can't, what you can't see. And there's a quote in the book that says, my biggest barrier was my inability to imagine an alternative life. My creative experiments were exciting, but they didn't suggest an obvious next step. It was easier to aim towards another raise or promotion than daring to ask myself deeper questions. Um, so something for you to think about, like, are there other examples of people that are a couple steps ahead of you? Are there ways that you could really test out or see where these experiments, these side projects, this different type of life could lead to? Are there somebody, is there somebody else that's already doing it that you could talk to? Could you, you know, really reflect on things and uh, see what it could look like in six months, a year, et cetera? There's been a couple, I think, key moments uh, that happened for Paul. Uh, one is he's always just been writing, uh, and we'll talk about that in a little bit more. But it seems like he had a shift when this part in the book where, you know, after he left his consulting job and he was focused on trying to 
figure out his new lifestyle, his new work. And he, the quote says, uh, the passage in the book says, I I decided to come up with terms that I would say, hell yes, uh, if they agreed. I would work on the job for 10 to 15 hours a week for double the rate I had been charging other clients, and I would do it from Asia. I expected them to quickly reject this, but to my surprise, they said yes within an hour of sending my proposal. So Paul had been, you know, Paul had been negotiating or was coming up with new freelance work and, you know, really reshifted some different ways of, you know, terms and, and, you know, proposed what he (laughs) thought would be a a hell yes to him and was surprised. Uh, So you can kind of see how or hear how in this case, he's like shifting his views on, you know, really about what's for him as opposed to what he believes the market or what other people have done. Uh, So real powerful shift here. One thing that's been that was that I think has been really was helpful for Paul was he talks about this being on the pathless path is about continuing to stay on the pathless path and making decisions and picking work and designing his life around like how do I stay on this path and it reminds me a lot of an episode with Daniel Vasallo uh, episode two hundred and three if you've not listened to that I talked a lot about kind of small bets to build your portfolio career and basically developing income streams so that you do not go back to a full-time corporate job. Um, and Paul says this kind of approach focused on not being brave. So brave in the sense of like focusing on big upset, big upside and the highest revenue and, but more instead of on eliminating risk is common for people who take unconventional paths. So some something to think about there is, you know, we often focus on the job and the upside, but not as much about eliminating the downside. I really liked how Paul described the pathless path as a define your own success adventure. And that over time, he realized that the real benefit of this orientation towards success was that he found that he wasn't competing with anyone. I really love that. Like there's so many different jobs that you, you know, you're competing for this promotion, you're competing for this uh, you know, investment dollars, you're competing for uh, this award. But if you define your own success by, you know, let's say I publish a podcast episode every week, I write a blog post every two weeks, I, you know, do the best to my ability to, you know, this consulting project, you're not competing against anyone else. And I find that that's very freeing. And, and so, you know, defining it on your own can be really empowering. So another way to look at it is on the pathless path, Paul says, the pressure of conformity is not a major concern, but that does not mean an ideal life will emerge automatically. You need to take steps to create it. I love that. You know, I've been fortunate to, you know, start this podcast and to have kind of the forcing function to myself of like, how do I keep going? How do I keep going? And, you know, each week is, or every other week is, you know, inviting somebody to be on the show and kind of pushing myself forward to connect with somebody new to then, you know, have a great conversation with them, edit the show and then publish the show. Those are like, you know, steps that I'm taking on a, on a regular and consistent basis to kind of create my own path. And I've, you know, also tried a bunch of different experiments and stuff too, and experiments, small different experiments can really kind of unlock and see different skills that you have. Um, you can get feedback from people of like, oh, that was fun or, oh, I really like the way you did that. So these are all the different like things that I, I try to do to kind of better understand myself 
and to also kind of learn from the market, so to speak. Um, another way to look at the pathless path is, Paul says, on the pathless path, the goal is not to find a job, make money, build a business, or achieve any other metric. It's to actively and consciously search for the work that you want to keep doing. Whew. Um, find the work that you want to keep doing. Um, this is this is this is pretty interesting. Of like, you know, some jobs you can't keep doing the work because. Like you may get promoted and then your job shifts to be more of a manager as opposed to an independent contributor. I don't know. One way that I look at this is like, I like having conversations with people and, you know, so I want to keep trying to podcast as for as long as I can, you know, does that make money? No. Does it, you know, provide a lot of other resources and benefits to myself? Yeah. So that's one way that I'm looking at it. My other way with you know, my, the community building work that I'm doing, I think that those are, that's things that I could keep doing so that I'm finding alignment and fulfillment and energy and and motivation from that. Um, I hope that you're able to find something like that too. Kind of speaking of speaking of podcasting in this, you know, kind of creative endeavor, Paul says, you know, many people struggle to start making a living from their creative endeavors because they're still operating within the logic of the default path. On the default path, you have to get the job before you can do the work. On the pathless path, you simply do the work first and then decide if you want to continue. With podcasting, for me, there's no there's no gatekeepers. Obviously, you know, if I'm doing an interview-based show episode, then, you know, got to have somebody else there. But for this episode, there's not there's no gatekeeper. There's no one that's giving me that I have to get permission or sign off from. So something to think about. There's also other ways, like you could create a course. You don't need to you know, be given a job as a teacher or a course creator to create a course. Um, Same thing with YouTube videos, same things with uh, blogging. And those ways, I haven't gone down that path, but those ways you can start charging for people uh, for things and you can, you know, list things on Gumroad. So as I mentioned, Paul's journey really has been, he says, like, Early on in my journey, he realized the entire goal was to stay on the pathless path indefinitely. This is what James Karst calls the infinite game. A finite game is played for the purpose of winning. An infinite game is on for the purpose of continuing the play. So hopefully, you know, I can keep podcasting. I think that that's podcasting and media. A lot of those things are kind of infinite games that you can keep on playing. And so, you know, try to think about what other ways that you could enter in other work that you could do that you could keep on doing, like it doesn't run out. So as Paul's been trying to stay on the pathless path indefinitely, he, he's noted through his conversations and through the work that almost everyone that stays on the pathless path eventually adopts a similar approach of lowering the risk of failure. Um, the reason is that the longer you stay on the path, the higher the odds you'll be able to sustain it over the long term. I think that that's really interesting because, you know, podcasting for me has gotten easier that uh, after more and more episodes. And it's also helped me find other like-minded people, people that identify with, you know, having a portfolio career. And that it's also led to opportunities that have, um, you know, that people kind of know that what I think about, how I view work, how I view my relationship to work. Um, so the longer that I've been able to play this game and share, then I think that it's kind of either attracted or has maybe even also internally has set boundaries and that other people can notice those. So something to think about for you is like, how could you, you know, pick a path and stay on it longer just, and we'll get back to that idea that Paul talks about committing, but you know, there's probably some kind of 
period where it starts to feel uncomfortable. But if you kind of get through those little bumps, you know, there's always upside down the road by continuing on something when people think you might quit. So another way to look at the pathless path is Paul says, this is what the pathless path is all about. It's having the courage to walk away from an identity that seems to make sense in the context of the default path. So that identity could be, you know, a certain job title, a certain award, a certain, you know, designation um, to aspire towards things you don't understand. It's to experiment in new ways, to remix your own path, to develop your own personal definition of freedom, and to dare to have faith that it'll be okay no matter how much skepticism, insecurity, or fear you face. Woo! So I hope you like now have seen this kind of what the pathless path is, what the default path is, and how inmates start to uh, tie towards a personal, your portfolio career. Um, the book uh, and kind of Paul's journey is also kind of really reminded me of Seth Godin's book, uh, The Practice. Um, so you may want to check that out, that episode with Seth, which was episode 139. Um, and I'll link that in the show notes as well. We talked about uh, his book, The Practice, um, and kind of what, what it means for me as a podcaster and what it may mean for you for the creative work that you do. And, you know, as a reminder, so Paul talked a lot about how writing and kind of connecting with people through his writing, um, you know, then, and he wrote in a lot of different places, blogs, Quora, um, you know, he's got his newsletter, um, and then I'll turn into this book, how it really started to um, allow him to connect with other people. And, you know, similarly with me with podcasting, like um, the last four jobs or, or gigs have come through the podcast um, and connected to the podcast. So just like Paul saw benefits from writing, I've been seeing benefits from podcasting and kind of continuing on this path of creating work, you know, personal work, um, et cetera. So, you know, if you're thinking about, okay, I really believe in this. I really, you know, like this idea. How do I start to take steps? You know, one thing would be, you know, you know, what is something that you can do consistently? Uh, what's in a new experiment that you can do? And again, this book was not a, it really kind of opened up different ways to look at things. There's, so I really recommend that you read the book, but it's not as prescriptive as some other books are. Uh, it really kind of helps you reimagine uh, and rethink about your relationship to your work and what you've done in the past. And, you know, maybe some of the ideas that you've thought about in the future, things that you wanted to do, etc. So I wanted to go back to this, you know, kind of to, although it's not a prescriptive book, I do think the top 10 list at the end is um, the top 10 lessons uh, are really useful. So I'm going to dive into those a little bit more. Um, so again, the first one is question the default. Maybe, and Paul says, I assume there was only one option for structuring my life and it was around full-time work. Maybe you can structure your life around something else. Uh, just because your friends are doing something doesn't mean you need to have the exact similar type of way. The second one is reflect. Paul says, when I started reflecting on my true self, I was able to start building a life around the things that I valued. Most of us run on auto autopilot through life, but we can break out of this mode by considering even the smallest reflection exercises. Some of the things that I've, you know, and I did a 2021 annual reflection episode, just starting to write those things down um, has really been helpful. I've been, you know, it's really interesting on uh, one way that I kind of keep track of, of reflecting is if something interesting has happened or something is interesting, someone is interesting, said something, a compliment or something kind of stood out, I try to write it down into a Notion document 
And then, you know, at the end, at the end of the year, it's easy to look back on those different things that stood out to you in the moment. They may not be the big things that like you could immediately tell a story about. Uh, but if you look at them, as you reflect, you'll be able to start to see different pieces and connect different dots in different ways. So, you know, I think to be able to reflect is also a process of writing things down so that you can go back to them. Um, third, figure out what you have to offer. I really like this of one of the easiest ways to begin this exploration is to send a message to a close, few close friends asking them, when have you seen me at my best self? Um, goes back to what I was talking about reflecting. I really try to, whenever I get a compliment from someone, um, thank you, uh, I try to write it down uh, just so I have it. Um, and it's really interesting to see what different people say that stands out to them. Number four, pause and disconnect. In the book, Paul talks about the benefits of taking a sabbatical, taking time off, um, different ways to kind of think about those uh, and, and some examples of what has happened after people have paused and disconnected. So, you know, I know that a lot of people are thinking about taking breaks, burned out, etc. This may be a, this is a reminder for you to think about that. Um, number five, go make a friend. Uh, this is something that's been really interesting to me is that, um, is that when you, when people are kind of on their own path, they're either, you know, creators, course creators, you know, I've seen such passion for the work that they do. Um, and they just like really care about it. So I think just whenever you find somebody that is passionate about what they're doing, go ask them questions. Um, they'll likely want to tell you, as Paul says, they're likely going to want to tell you what they've learned, how they did it, and how you could potentially do something similar. So, you know, go make a friend, but make a friend that's passionate about what they're doing. I think that 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 passion can be really uh, inspiring. Uh, number six, go make something. Paul does a great job in this book talking about how we're all creative. You know, the act of creating is really empowering, inspiring, and opens up a lot of opportunities. And I think, you know, you know, on certain default paths, like, you know, I really like how Paul says this is that it's just that the legacy of the default path has convinced people that they need permission uh, to create something. So excited to see what you make. Uh, number seven, give generously. One, there's uh, the way that we, we kind of look at generosity is is different for everyone. So think about something that like maybe comes easy for you that may be hard for somebody else. It may just be having a conversation with somebody and just listening to somebody. That's very generous. So think about that. Uh, maybe you could do something for free that other people would, you know, pay you for things of that example, uh, things like that. Uh, number eight, experiment. Paul says on the pathless path, you can prototype a change, work in different ways, take extended breaks, leave in different countries, live in different countries, test your money beliefs, embrace unique fixed point goals, like buying a house, getting married, etc., and create things you never thought were possible. Uh, remember the goal is not to get rich, but to always figure out what to do next. Number nine, commit. I really like how Paul talks about this here. It, it's more not when you hear pathless path, you may think like, oh, it means I don't care about work or I'm like wandering or I'm lost. It's more around, you know, committing to this pathless path of creating your own and defining your own personal success and finding the work that you want to keep doing. So for me, you know, you know, starting in 2018, I've committed to publishing podcast episodes weekly, and that's been my commitment. There's been a lot of different ups and downs and different things that have happened, but I've committed to that. And uh, the ups and downs have been a part of the pathless path. Uh, but this commitment to this has, this show has led me to you and has led me to, you know, as I mentioned, you know, the last four 
projects and jobs have come through the podcast. So my commitment to the show has led to great things and I'm super grateful for them. And then number 10, be patient. So a lot of great things take time, especially for creative work, especially for things that you're doing on your own, friendships, relationships, like they all take time, but that's the fun part. And over time, they just get better and better too. So the more that you slowly invest into something over time, it becomes a lot more meaningful to you and to the other people. So that's a quick overview of some of the top ideas in The Pathless Path. Really great book. I would definitely recommend you checking it out. I really love this type of book too. Um, And Paul has been advocating and inspiring um, and encouraging other people to write their own books like this. Um, He self-published this and he's, he's written a blog post about how he wrote the book too. Um, but I really like reading these books by, uh, Paul's a friend now, but, uh, by people that are, you know, in the same industry as you, same sector that are, you know, peers, there's, there was something really powerful about kind of thinking like, Oh, like my friend wrote this book and he's talking about things that I've gone through. So, um, excited for maybe for your book. Um, or also like would recommend like if you, um, you know, if a friend of yours writes a book, that is, I would definitely check it out. It's just really a powerful way to um, kind of see yourself, to learn from yourself, to really connect with somebody else too. Um, and someone's sharing their story, sharing their ideas. Um, so really grateful for Paul for writing this book um, and excited to see other people write, you know, books like this. So that's my uh, some takeaways from the book for you. Um, really excited to hear what you think and, you know, would love to hear from you. Uh, reach out over Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, email, you know, as I'm a, as a reminder, I'm just one email away. You know, as always, this episode with timestamp notes is available on my website, portfoliocareerpodcast.com. Um, there you can subscribe to my newsletter called one email away, uh, which has the best insights from the podcast and friend source job opportunities. Um, so excited for you to build and grow your portfolio career. Thank you so much.